listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. A chicken in your bedpan. <laughs> a chicken in your bedpan is a complete... Number one. God. How'd he get in there? Get to the doctor immediately. What's he doing? I'm banging on this nurse button. Come on, I got a chicken in my bedpan. I gotta go. There's a chicken in there. Oh, I thought it came out of you. What? And you put it... it came, that was your deposit in the bedpan. Well... A chicken came out of you. you which is a chicken. weird... Great Scott. Medical problem. We're how talking did, about how did the, get up there. We're talking about the death of Charlie Daniels in his most famous song, "Devil Went Down to Georgia." Yes, indeed. The greatest line being, of course, what is the greatest line? I think the greatest line is, "I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best that's ever been." Yeah, most of the country stations I listened to as a kid said had the "son of a gun" version. Yeah, or bleeped it. I just like the way he says, "Looking for a soul to steal." Oh yeah, that's my yeah. favorite line. There's a lot to love. Uh, the uh, sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot. That's my favorite line. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. That's some good uh, musician terminology too. So the the uh, the fast part of the lyrics, and I, I looked this up one time. Granny does dog bite no child no. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, I looked this up and I was just astounded. I had like two thirds of the lyrics wrong. Um, I hope I'm not disappointed by this. I've been singing it in a certain way for forty years. Uh, uh, where's the where's the fun part? Oh yeah, uh, uh, he played fire on the mountain, run boys run, devils in the house of the rising sun, chicken in a bread pan picking out no granny does your dog bite no child no. <laughs> That's some good southern hey. bull. <laughs> Great stuff there. Yeah it is. So, but listen the uh, the the fulcrum of the song, the the critical moment, the the third act is when they have the actual fiddle-playing uh, contest. Now, Michael, can you advance in the song? Yeah, I can, but you have to give me a little time. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. Just, you know, skip like a minute in, and okay. that'll be fine. Cause, How long is the whole song? Do you know? you have it in front of you? I'm saying it's... Uh, three minutes. Oh, three, three, I was going to guess. Yeah, that's something. I guess three, three minutes. minutes. It's 3.33. <laughs> 3. 3.33. There you go. The Mark of the Beast. And that's with the two <laughs> solos. Well, half of the Mark of the Beast. The Mark of Half of a Beast. <laughs> Put which half? Um, with two solos in there. So it's like right. three minutes worth of lyrics in a song that so much of America knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, just hit it wherever it is, Michael. Now would be a good time. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning is what that Wait, is. one second. I'll get right back to it. <laughs> yeah, all right, for Christ's sakes. It'd be faster just to start at the beginning. The devil would just say, oh, never mind with you, and take your soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, or, no fiddle contest. I don't contest. want your soul. Your soul sucks. <laughs> no fiddle contest whatsoever. Okay, wait, wait a second. You can stop it there. Can you stop it? Can you pause it? Do you have the ability to part? I don't actually know what that word is. I, I sing along with this song regularly because my son loves this song, my eight-year-old. Yeah. So we play it every now and then. Yeah. He, Everybody and, loves it. Yeah. Well, you probably don't listen to it a lot, though. I actually listen, I listen to, it. to it when it's on. I actually like bring it up in my car mm. on a regular basis. The hell's broke loose in Georgia, and the devil deals in cards or hearts? The devil deals the cards. Oh, okay. Deals the cards. I've had that okay. wrong for 40 years. Yeah. Yep. The yep. devil deals the cards. The devil deals in hearts. The devil deals in cards. Okay. Well, I had it wrong. Yeah. The, anyway, uh, here's where the stakes are described. Gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. And we got some fine fiddling. That is Charlie Daniels himself. 
an excellent fiddle player. Yes. No difference between a fiddle and a violin, you realize. That's his case, and he said, I'll start this show. All right, I'm going to have you pause it in a second. Fire flew from his fingertips. And he pulled the bow across the strings, and it made an evil hiss. Then a band of demons joined in and sounded something. You know what the best part of that is? It made a evil hiss. I love that. (laughs) Freaking love that. (laughs) Beautiful. And it All made right. a evil hiss. <laughs> so we we briefly discussed this on the uh, Armstrong and Getty radio show, but the 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 main the the the, con- the climax is obviously the fiddle contest. It's what the whole song's about. And there are some who posit the devil won. Maybe it's a matter of taste. Maybe it's not. But let's listen to the groovy devil solo. I personally have never felt that way. So the the devil solo's up first. Yeah, the devil okay. goes first, like this. Great group. The devil is funky. Everybody knows that. Does he have a band with him, though? That oh, yeah. Band of Demons. Oh, Band of Demons. That's right. Do you get a Band of Demons? Is that part of the rules? The devil sets the rules. He's dealing the cards. Right. This is the solo? Yeah. Let her in. It's all over the place. That's fantastic. It's all over the place. All right, pause it. It's a mess. It's a mess of a solo. A mess? Yeah, it's just a mess. You're just unsophisticated, you rube. Too much dissonance. That's a... I tell you what, honestly, getting apart from the ridiculous argument, just as a musician, that was amazing. I mean, yes. that, the triplet figures he's playing in there are like lightning. Yes, it it yes, is dissonant. Shut up. It's not what the, I'm you're, looking you're for. You're every bit the Ruby is. <laughs> it's not, me against the world. what I'm looking for out of my fiddle solos. It's, it's brilliant. You might be on the wrong side. <laughs> wow, okay. I smell sulfur. Okay. All right. There's only one way you, you hear those solos and choose the devils. You're going to drag me out of the church meeting, jabbering you're and gibbering and dirt. kicking me. That's an amazing solo. Now he's not going for uh, for melodicism there. It's you claim to be a jazz fan. That's brilliant stuff. All right, now let's hear Johnny. When the devil finished, Johnny said, "Well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done." Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run! The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Back to the chicken. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out. Not the bed pan. All right, go ahead, turn it off. That last run there would be hard to play at speed. First of all, he plays the same lick three times. (laughs) All right. Not innovative at all. I will grant you, though, that that last section is is ridiculous. I don't think Johnny clearly won. I don't think it's clear that... that you know, I remember when I heard it the first time. I remember the first time I heard the song. We were on vacation, probably going to Mount Rushmore. Long before Trump ever. Oh, a couple of slave owners, white men. We're probably going out to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota, laying in the back of the station wagon. Yeah. I heard this on the radio. I can remember the first. And I remember wondering, oh, I wonder who won. Because it wasn't clear to me who won. Oh, yeah. At the time. Yeah. Well, the the, the devil's solo was so dissonant and weird. Yeah. My, my thing, I, I, Now, I am an amateur. I have never played an instrument. 
but the the not the devil's one. Uh, what's a uh, Charlie Daniels? Johnny. Johnny's uh, fiddle playing. That that Someone one was, on a piddle, fiddle and playing it hot. It was it was much more melodic. It was much more pleasing yeah. more, to the much ears. Much more pleasing to the ears. Danceable. Everything you want out yeah, of the song. Well, I understand that the devils might have been a a greater flex of skill. It did not translate to the uh, to the mass. Who's going to dance it's, to that? It, it's a question of who's the best. That's like saying Britney Spears is better than Miles Davis. Please, I rest my case. Who sold more records? I rest my case. Jackass. Well, let's see how it turned out. Because he knew that he'd been beat, and he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. Useless as Johnny an said, devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. Because I told you once, you son of a gun, I'm the best as ever been. He played Found a Mountain Run, Boy, Run. I love you, you played the son of a gun version. Man, I was all primed up for the son of a bitch. I remember the first time I heard the son of a bitch version. <gasps> Couldn't believe it. And then there's the more modern versions of sit down, you stupid mother Listen to me play the fiddle. I've never heard that one. You haven't heard that one? It's the, it's the satellite version. So... I love that he challenged, hey, if you ever want to taste defeat again, yeah, come on, you know where I live, devil. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. We uh, finished the Armstrong and Getty show on the day that this was uh, the podcast was recorded with a bunch of quotes from Thomas Sowell, who is uh, both Jack and I uh, admire very, very much as a thinker. We have, we've had him on our show, haven't we? Yeah, years ago, I think once, maybe twice. I remember being extremely intimidated I, and trying not to be. You, you talk to a guy with that sort of intellect and you just try not to come off like a goldfish, you know, or a dog. Um, anyway. He's, he's got to be pretty used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I, well, yeah. And I'm sure he's a together enough guy that he doesn't particularly care if you're not as bright as him, as long as you're a kind and decent person, which is the way all of us should behave, honestly. But <clears throat> so I was thinking, uh, quotes, good quotes. Uh, we both love a, a good quote, as does Positive Sean. You're a great, uh, collector of, of wise quotes yourself i i do enjoy them in your yes. free time i happen to own a copy of this book i'd forgotten about it until i saw the the cover here on the interwebs but it's the thousand one smartest things ever said okay and i just thought i would hit you with a couple we can discuss as as desired are these ranked in any ways no, i don't think so okay all right no, that would be a little would this, what's the best would this be one of them i saw an episode of the simpsons with my kids yesterday we're working our way through the simpsons mm-hmm. homer's giving a tour of his house to his mom. Do you remember when his mom shows back up? Yes. She'd fake, I, well, I remember. She'd faked her own death. Right. And became a hippie. <laughs> exactly. Right. Anyway, he's giving it the house to his mom. He shows his mom his bedroom. This is my dresser. This is where I keep my shirts when I'm not wearing them. <laughs> huh. Oh, my kids laughed hard at that. <laughs> wow. What a funny quote. Oh, that's just sad. <laughs> Oh, boy. Here's a quote from Maitri Upanishads, whose work I do not know. One's own thought is one's world. What a person thinks is what he becomes. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard various forms of that over the years. You know, how how you spend your time is how you spend your life sort of things, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, 
Um, yeah, I do. I do like that whole philosophy of your priorities are what you spend your time yeah. on. Yeah. You can say your priorities are, you know, kids are a good example, but or work or working out or whatever. Yeah. But what you spend your time doing, those are your priorities. Can we move on from that? Can we not talk about that anymore, <laughs> please? <laughs> You know, my uh, priority must be sleeping. But an obvious one, one. If, you, if you golf more than you spend time with your kids, you can't honestly say your kids are your highest priority. Yeah. Once knew a guy, very douchey guy, he used to say, I really concentrate on quality time. Yeah. I actually said that without self-examination. But uh, moving along, T.H. White said this, <clears throat> the most difficult thing in the world to do is to know how to do a thing and to watch someone else do it wrong without comment. Oh, my gosh, that's impossible. (laughs) I know, that's so good. (laughs) That's fantastic. I know you got to do that. (sighs) My beloved wife, oh, she's such a good person, but I had to constantly try to get her not to over-supervise the kids. Let them screw up. But that's just the way it is. Um, I was about to say though, but that is the something that's a hard thing to do with kids because yeah, you're watching them do something all the time that you know how to do. That's practically every day, right? Yeah. Uh, Charles Bukowski said this fascinating guy. What what do you think the folks should know about Bukowski, Jack? Uh, poet, highly respected, genius, uh, crazy drunk. Uh, lived in the hood in Los Angeles his whole life. Mm-hmm. What uh, what era? Like, what? Well, he wrote for a long time. Did you ever see the movie about him with no. um? What's it called? It'll come. The to Charles me. Bukowski story. No, it'll come to me. Um, the crazy actor that portrayed him, mm, uh, Mickey Rourke. Oh, Mickey Rourke plays Charles Bukowski. You should watch it. Well, you'd love Bukowski poetry. Barfly. Yeah, Barfly. Okay. Yeah. Because he spent all his days in these dive bars, hanging out with, you know, by most people's descriptions, losers. And then he'd go back to his house and write poetry. And 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 he's really fam- a famous, well published, well respected poet. But it's said of him that he didn't really aspire to being anything but no a drunk and no what he was relatable, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, here's the kind of stuff he wrote. We are here to laugh at the odds and live our lives so well that death will tremble to take us. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. I'm not sure it means anything, but it's it's well crafted. <clears throat> Sounds like something I'd say when I'm hammered at midnight. <laughs> Pope John, the your your hammered at midnight uh, conversations are better than mine. Oh, they would have been much more slurry. Pope John, oh, a couple mfers in there too. <laughs> Pope John the third, the twenty third. I'm sorry. How many Johns is enough? I don't know. It depends how many guys are there. Uh, men are like wine; some turn to vinegar, but the best improve with age. Hmm. A little obvious, but we'll we'll take it. Uh, da, 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 let's see, that one's obvious. Um, wow, how about this, Jack? I want you to contemplate this <laughs> from Bruce Barton. All right, I don't know Bruce Barton. I don't either. If you can give your son or daughter only one gift, let it be enthusiasm. Oh, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Wow, it's hard. It reminds to... me of the what is it, Ralph Waldo Emerson? No great things can be accomplished without enthusiasm. Something to that effect. Could yeah. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you give someone enthusiasm? Just try to get them interested Model in something? Model it, maybe? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, speaking of which, Carl Young, who spells it with a J, which proves he's an idiot, 
If there is anything we wish to change in the child, we should first examine it and see whether it is not something that could be better changed in ourselves. Ooh. That's great. Too much effing perspective. Yeah, well, the the great truth of raising a child or childs is uh, that uh, they are a, child? A, a merciless mirror. Oh yeah, why do you why do you behave that way? <clears throat> I behave that way, but you should not. Right, right. Um, <laughs> here's a good one from Winnie Churchill. Men occasionally stumble over the truth. But most of them pick themselves up and hurry on as if nothing had happened. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, devastating. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, so true. You know, I, I, there's one thing my kid. I think if you ask my kids, all right, what's the one thing your dad has hammered into your head to the point that you'd wish he would shut up? And and it is almost certainly uh, to thine own self be true. Be honest with yourself. If you are honest with yourself. You will not go far astray. And uh, I think that's what Churchill is talking about. All right, we'll, we'll end with, unless you want to continue, I don't care. Uh, the, the words of Euripides, who played shortstop for the Yankees in the 1930s. He could turn two like nothing. Oh, please. Blur. It is a good thing to be rich and a good thing to be strong, but it is a better thing to be loved by many friends. Yeah. Meh. Can you give me another one to finish on? <laughs> it's an even better thing to have a good quote to end on. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Got a couple of uh, pieces of tape. Not literally, it's digital these days. But I'm old, so I'm going to use the old expression. We've got a couple of pieces of tape we didn't play on the show today that are probably worth uh, uh, running for you. Too much show, not enough time. That's right. Uh, what's this first one? Uh, this first one is a uh, it's a, a viral video that went around, and it's just it, it's done in the style of a pharmaceutical ad. Ah, and uh, I, I it made me <laughs> chuckle, so I wanted to share it with. This is humor. Are you tired of people complaining about literally everything every day? Do you find yourself overly annoyed by the actions of others? Then you need them all. When prescribed by your doctor, them all can significantly reduce your ability to give a <laughs> Tired of Karen's not minding their business? People complaining about masks got you down? Come on. <laughs> the whole video is closer to a minute or whatever, but uh, yeah. and it's a F U K U M O L if you need to ask your doctor about it. I'm very nice. I say it. Oh, Arnold. Ah, <laughs> uh, beautiful. So uh, this one is some uh some 60-year-old gal. I suppose we're supposed to call her a Karen. I find that racist and objectionable. Uh, but uh, somebody took her parking spot? Is that what happened? My goodness. Nothing better to do with your time because this is what your generation does. You go on grinder and do hookups. You show every part of your body. You have no self-respect. Oh my goodness, none whatsoever. Okay. Wow, they took her parking space, so she leveled a grinder blast. You guys go on grinder and do hookups. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a washing machine. 
What does she mean by took her parking spot? Is it just the idea that young people shouldn't park so close, or what? I, I, I believe it was actually about a like a charging station, some sort of oh. like electronic vehicle thing. I don't know if they were just taking too long, or yeah, I don't know. Generational miscommunication. Is- <laughs> they got into an argument. <clears throat> you show every part of your body. You have no self-respect. Doing your hookups. Using your body like an amusement park. I'm over the whole Karen thing. Unless I mean that I know. that, I mean, that was amusing. That was Came amusing. Away. That was amusing on its own. It didn't need to be. No. The Karen tag doesn't need to be associated. <clears throat> no, with we it. we are all being search engine optimized to death, right? So these these articles, these clips, um, they find out like which words and stuff are trending. That's why there was that you know several months where oh claps back at somebody or owns or like these. These the friend, these uh, same thing happened with OK Boomer, right? Like these things get caught on. People who are writing clickbait articles recognize these are the words that are being raised to the top. So then they start attaching it to things that aren't that in an attempt to get people who are searching for Karens to find their thing. Does yeah. that make sense? And it, it ends up killing it, which yes. is good. Yes. Because I want it to be dead. Where do you want to be on the curve of uh, hip and cool? Where, where, where's the optimal place to be? Like, if you're going to put it in uh, clothing, but it can be music, jokes, whatever, the Karen thing, whatever. But, like, with clothes, you know, it starts on a runway in Paris, mm-hmm. then it then it, then it gets to America, and then they're wearing it in Manhattan and L.A., and then it gets, you know, and then, then eventually, in a couple of years, it's being sold at Walmart, a really cheap version of it. But the people that were wearing it in uh, Paris, New York, and L.A. have moved on and now laugh at anybody who's wearing that the same sort of thing with everything else it's the whole early adopters blah 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 Mm -hmm. where do you want to be on that curve depends what you're talking about i guess i mean in clothes i'm pretty sure the shirt i'm wearing today i've worn for 10 years and i'm certain unless i tear it or i'm dead i'll be wearing it in 10 years (laughs) so that kind of gives you a clue where that is Unless I tear it or I'm dead. Unless I spill something on it that won't come out. Right. And I I like this shirt, especially it's, you know, this is a podcast, obviously, so you can't see it. It's green with like some tan pattern on there, blotches, whatever you call it. I don't know. The geometric pattern. Yeah. Um, But I like it because it's dark. Um, I can't wear light colors much because I spill too often. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a child. Like a very unnaturally large child. You child? <laughs> I, I will. Uh, we went wine tasting the other day. That was my first, uh, you know, first standard for what I was going to wear. Something dark enough that I spill wine on it. It's not ruined forever. It's difficult being an idiot, but you you learn workarounds. Like but but so for that. I'm sorry. Back to your question. Where they where you want to be on the the hip scale? I don't think anybody wants to be. You know, most people don't want to be on the tail end of most things. Because it seems kind of lamish. Although that's where most people are. The reason it's in Walmart, the biggest store in the world, is that's, you know, that's who's going to buy it all. Yeah. You know, of anything I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't, I don't want to be on the super hippie edge either. I, I just, that's too much for me. For most cultural trends other than fashion, I try to be towards the ahead of the curve 
yeah, sort of thing. I want to be in that first third. Yeah, yeah. That's a good sweet spot, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to be the guy who my friends hear about the things from, and yeah. then I can pretend that I'm over it before then because I'm already <laughs> on to the next thing. Yeah, if you're it's, gonna, yeah, it's about the moral high horse above my friends. That's sure, the main thing. Sure. Yeah, I guess if, if you're into statistics, I, I before I move into that middle standard deviation, I want to be in that first third right not certainly not the last third but i'm trying to think about music because i don't i uh, quite literally don't care about well, you're clothes not, being fashionable just because well you're not in a fashionable dad for so long and, yeah, but you're not in a fashionable music either so that's no probably, it, i don't know there might not be anything to be a good example for you maybe right. a tv show because there's no yeah it's not a bad one because there's no cachet among anybody i hang out with for being like musical musically fashionable I mean, including the musicians mm-hmm. um, I hang out with. So, uh, yeah, TV shows. Uh, it'd be a little weird to come into a party and say, I just started watching The Sopranos. That's really good. Um, you know, it'd be a little odd at this point. So, Anybody want to uh, talk about it? I don't know. I just, <laughs> my, my mind is not made like that. I don't think about these things. Um, oh, how about phrases? I know that you're good at this. Durr. Having worked with you for all these years. Okay. You're not somebody who traffics in. Uh, tired, worn out, the funny phrase of the current moment. Even thinking about it makes my skin crawl. So you're 100% right. 100% right. Don't go there. <laughs> you know, whatever. Horrifyingly trite phrase. Well, like yeah. when I hear somebody say about something, somebody's eating breakfast of champions, it almost, <sighs> it almost makes me take a knee. That's, that's what you came up with? That, that's your... <laughs> Your addition to this scenario of shared space we both find ourselves in. Right. And this is what you have brought me? That pre-chewed, regurgitated slogan. Do you not have a turd you could hurl at me instead? This this is what you've brought to this shared space we find ourselves in. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Why do I hang out with you again? Yeah, that's, yeah, being trite is, uh, yeah, is not something I'm, I'm cool with. Uh, fashionable trite, musically trite. I'd hate to think. I don't think of, of, of music as trite. I think of it as, as uh, time-tested. Although, okay, our, oh, here you go. It's kind of weird and bass-ackwards, but I have friends who listen to the same damned hundred classic rock tracks <laughs> over and over and over again, and I just can't stand it. They won't introduce anything new, huh? They have no desire to. Well, you know, I'm that way with food. I'm that's the way I'm with food. I like sweet and sour pork. It's perfectly fine, so I don't need anything. No, Mongol, you got to try. Mongol, you can tell yeah. me. I'm sure there are other things good, good, but I don't care. Cause General I like this. chicken. So other people are that way with music. I like Hotel California. I'm sure there are other good songs, but I like this one. So what do I need? Another one. Right. I guess that's the way they are. It 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 satisfies me completely. I just I, I need I need newness with music, or it doesn't turn loose the same chemicals in my head. In fact, it, it turns loose the wrong ones. You know how you hear a song you really love and you get that euphoria and that, that feeling? Although I also I read that uh, that uh, the French word is uh, frisée. Is that? Uh, Menage a trois. No, that's a different French term. Um, equally, you know, fine. But <laughs> it's an intense emotional reaction. Most people don't get that from music the way music freaks do. And for me, it's like a, it's like a, a drug high, and I can't get it from songs after a certain number of listens. I mean, like not at all, hmm. and it makes me sad. It's kind of hard to explain. 
if I hear a song I used to love and I get no emotional reaction from it, it it's like disturbing. Yeah, it is. It's like it, love it's lost. Sa- it's sad. Yeah, well said. It yeah. is like love lost. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have to put away albums. I've put away my favorite albums, one of them for fifteen years. I just refuse to listen to it because I wanted someday to be able to get that high again. I'm I try to like when I'm just picking random music to listen to while I'm driving the kids around. I try to introduce them to, you know, some of the great stuff of all time in my mind. Yeah. Um, just so they hear it somewhere. There yeah. you go. I like, you know, like that. For instance, I have played this for my kids and they liked it. But man, sometimes I pick them and, 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 and I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm playing them for them. It's the first yeah. time they're ever going to hear. I had some Rolling Stones, you know, the Hot Rocks greatest hits album on yeah. yesterday and I was picking some songs in there. I know they've never heard in their lives. Was it fun hearing it though through their ears kind of? For some reason, the mood I was in yesterday, I just couldn't. I mean, oh, like, yeah. they should hear Satisfaction. It's one of the biggest hits in the history of music, but I just, yeah. I can't freaking do it. I mean, just so. Did yeah, you, I know you explain to him the, uh, the gal in second verse is uh, menstruating? No. Okay. And I didn't know that. Oh, really? No. <laughs> Strange how that would come up. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, menstruating? The of the song. Well, okay, menstruating. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start with this. Well, when mommies and daddies love each other very much. Shakespeare and... called it the wound that never heals. <laughs> oh, Shakespeare should have shut up. Actually, I think it was Cervantes. I think yeah. that's in. Yeah. I think that's Cervantes. I think it's in Don Quixote. I remember you telling me that and me uh, cracking up <laughs> years ago. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So I've been handed this article called A History of Movie Co-Stars Hating Each Other. No, no, conflict. Apparently Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze didn't get along well in Dirty Dancing. But they had the time of their lives. I'm just reading this piece. That I I've never seen that movie. You have never seen Dirty Dancing? I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I've that seen seems chunks like the of sort it. of thing that some woman, and you've been with the same woman your whole life, yes. would, would have made you watch it some point. Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? Because it's that kind of movie. Yeah, I uh, I don't care if they allow dancing in that town or not. I'm not dancing. What the hell do I care? <laughs> Did you uh, see that? Bill, Joe's hardline stance on dancing. The Bill de Blasio uh, outlawed dancing. What? In New York City. Calm down, yeah. Footloose. What are you talking yeah, about? I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. The, the bacon is on the fryer. Uh, the Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he outlawed dancing because you might get the vid. Is Christopher, I consider that a victory. <laughs> is Christopher Penn aware of this nonsense? I haven't asked him. Because they will have to teach him how to dance. Um, but back to Dirty Dancing. Um, Christopher Penn often referred to as the lesser pen, the poor man's pen. But his brother's a communist. So to me, it's up with Chris. Back to Dirty Dancing. Uh, and this has got nothing to do with them not getting along as much, but you could reasonably claim that Dirty Dancing is the horniest PG-13 movie ever made. The film had to go through several rounds with the Motion Picture Association of America to get knocked down from an R rating to a PG-13. You make a heck of a lot more money at a PG-13. It seems there were reservations about the camera lingering on gyrating hips and sweaty muscles. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what will the people think? Sweaty muscles. So it's just like you can you can you know have a shot of a sweaty muscle and gyrating, but not linger on it too long. Yeah, to stay PG thirteen. People make good ideas. That's kind of funny. Um, but anyway, I wanted to get to this other story, and then because there's a lot of them here. I mean, apparently, um, uh, Bill Murray thought Lucy Liu was a terrible actor in Charlie's Angels, and told her so. Wow, uh, very sorry to hear like that. that. But this is a pretty good one. This is about. Um, 
I've never seen the movie. Have I seen Batman Forever? I don't think I have. But Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. I don't know if I've seen that Batman. It was the, uh, I believe that was the Val Kilmer yeah. Batman experience. That's, that's yeah. a, maybe the one I've missed. But anyway, we both, we, everybody knows the movie stars involved here, Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. They never came to blow on set, but Carrie recounted how he ran into Jones at a restaurant. They didn't get along during the movie filming and everything like that. So years later, Carrie runs into uh, Tommy Lee Jones at a restaurant, and it seems his co-star had to get something off his chest. I went over and I said, hey, Tommy, how are you doing? And the blood just drained from his face. Um, uh, the fact that this is first person is great. Jim Carrey said on Norm MacDonald's show in 2017. He got up shaking. He must have been in mid-kill-me fantasy or something like that. <laughs> he went to hug me, and he said, I hate you. I really don't like you. And I said, what's the problem? And pulled up a chair, which probably wasn't smart. And he said, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> oh, my God. I can understand the tension of... Tommy Lee Jones on the short list of just phenomenal, possibly best actors of a, of a generation, having to share the screen and probably get outshone a little bit by yeah. the guy who was just famous for talking out of his butt in the right. Ace Ventura movies. It's ironic. And, and Tommy Lee Jones seems like he's pretty serious a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. How many people have thought, when dealing with me... I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> well, I know I get that every Tommy day. Lee Jones' eloquence. I get that all the time. My wife says, yeah, yeah make a joke about everything. Mm. I've been hearing that since I was a little kid. My yeah. dad said it, now my wife says it. I try to restrain myself. Ah, I'm not good at it. Occasionally, you know, I'll not restrain myself. I'll get the look. I'll say, got to stay in practice. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> Just keeping the moneymaker oiled up. <laughs> exactly. Hey, what bought this place, huh? <laughs> My buffoonery. That's right. I hate you. I really don't like you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Just pulling up a chair. What's the problem, pal? I, I, Let's know, talk about it. I've been in situations like that before. I've been on both ends of it, actually. Um, where there's somebody you just you don't like. Yeah. You know, and just and they're they're trying really hard to make you like them, and they can't just accept. Let's just let's just be. Our personalities don't match up, right? Not a crime. I don't want you dead, right. but I don't want to talk to you. I am prepared to be completely civil and polite, and indeed even cheery, in asking you to just get away from me and never come back. And that sort of person would pull up a chair, and you know, and just like really try to drill down on how we make this work, right? <laughs> but then they'd do Khrushchev, and you'd crack up and realize you really loved him. That was my favorite thing. When he used to do, early in his career, Jim Carrey, he would do historical figures and, like, people out of the news and stuff and, like, become their face and everything. His famously, you know, elastic face. And, oh, it's just amazing. He's in a recent movie my kids saw on TV, um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Have you seen any of those? Uh, But he, uh, no, Jim Carrey was the bad guy in that. And he was as as good as Jim Carrey always is. I mean, Uh nobody could do that. Yeah. He's really good. And it was the first time my kids, I think, had ever been exposed to him. What was that movie, Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine of the, the Spotless Mind? Yeah, yeah. The, what I like about Sonic the Hedgehog is he's clearly going back to his bread and butter. Ah. He had that period there where he wanted to be, he wanted to win an Oscar as a serious actor. Just yeah. give it up, dude. The, yeah, that fine. movie was something, though. Yeah. Mind-blowing. That's I cool. Loved it. Yeah, Completely. Yeah. No, yeah. and he, he can act and everything like that, mm-hmm. but just the, 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 what people love about you. Is your your wacky stuff? Your your buffoonery. They're plenty. Yeah. Wow. You so you are you'd have made a good slave master. So you've decided Seems what he unfair. should do with his <laughs> with his talents. I'm saying you're telling him don't do anything. I don't want you to do. It, it, so was America. I'm sanctioning your buffoonery. 
There, we get, this is systemic actorism. Dime a dozen the serious actor that can play whatever role you're going to get. Not a dime a dozen that can do the bad guy in Sonic the Hedgehog. Very few people can. Ace do Ventura in the hands of a lesser comedian is an unwatchable movie. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 Or Dumb and Dumber is just dumb yes. if you don't have the right person. Yes. <laughs> God, that movie's great. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I, I tweeted out week ago something like that it occurred to me that the movie line i've said more than any other through my whole life especially having raised three kids is you'll get nothing and like it ted knight ted that was his character uh, you know ted baxter in uh in, in caddyshack judge smales in caddyshack um and i said all right so what's yours and one of the most popular answers was so you're saying there's a chance yeah that is not from dumb and dumb that might be one of the most common lines from movies i hear on a regular basis yeah yeah it's a big one i'd say that uh just when i thought it was out they pulled me back in is a is a common thing i hear i run into in regular life yep yeah less than you used to i think but that's because people are watching Sonic the Hedgehog and not the classics. <laughs> I'm not going to watch Godfather 3, well, ever, but I'm not going to watch it with my kids. I only watch, aside from staying up, like I watched Ozark last night, I got to stay up for like 11 o'clock at night to I be know able it. to pull that off. So. Yeah, I know. it. It's a real, uh, kids are a real viewer block to some of the really good gritty stuff. Yeah, the kids should Because once watch in a while they'll come out, Daddy, I can't sleep! Just as, you know, somebody's getting garroted. Oh, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, yeah, a horrifying sex scene. Yeah. I mean, some of the stripper scenes in Ozark with the pregnant women dancing around the pool, I, I don't want my kids to see that. No. <laughs> it's called meth, Junior. <laughs> some people like it. Makes them do things they're ashamed of. Don't do meth. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong.